Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Asians Talking Puck. I'm your host, Ahan Seberwal, joined by my co-host, Josiah Chen. And today is actually one of the first few times in a while that we're going to be recording an episode live, putting it up fairly soon afterward. And uh, it's midway through September, September 19th. The season is getting started. Um, training camp is starting in the next week or two. Um, rookie camp is, is done for, I think, most most uh, divisions. And uh, we're here. We're in college, and we're excited to to have some fun with this episode. So turn over to Josiah. What's up, bro? Yeah, how's it going? It's uh, <clears throat> It's been a while. Uh, we do apologize for sort of the long break we've had episodes. Uh, we've been busy, you know, just getting adjusted to the college uh, lifestyle. And uh, on the same note, like the NHL has had stuff going on, but it hasn't been a ton. Um, so this episode is going to be kind of interesting we don't really have a set format for it we're just going to kind of ramble and see see where we get i mean we do have some things that uh we do want to cover but for the most part uh we're just gonna see how it naturally flows um so do you have a topic on you want to hit first because uh, if not i do have one that we can start off with um let's say our topics on three okay three Two, I guess I'll say on on um go because I'm just gonna say <laughs> three, go. two, one, and then after you know how this works. We're musically talented. <laughs> three, two, one, NHL. Blake 20. Wheeler. Oh, oh. <laughs> I was gonna go for the NHL 23 uh overall stuff, but Blake Wheeler probably oh. is far more relevant. Um, <laughs> and there have been some signings. <laughs> there have been a few, yeah, and a lot of professional tryout. Uh, that's right. That's right. Let me get on I don't Puck know. Empire, not Punk Puck Empery. <laughs> Puck Empery. God, the, the, that that place gives me pain. I know it's I. I I've there's, fallen for it more times than I like to admit. Really, there's another one too called Puck Empire. Oh, really? Empire? Yeah, it's it's like Puck Empery, um, but it swaps the um, um. E and the M. So instead of Empire, it's or Empire, it's just Mempire. Oh, you're right. Um, me- Mempire. Yeah. I I, I feel like we we shouldn't be giving out free shoutouts. No free ads. <laughs> we 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 can't be promoting this misinformation on. <laughs> misinformation in the NHL is not political misinformation. Listen, this I is mean, very true. <laughs> I'm just gonna show you this. You can just look across. We're not gonna say this one out loud. <laughs> yeah, I feel... uh, that's yeah, kind of, I guess that's... we'll just we'll just leave it. No, no, no. If we swipe, come on. Uh, now. yeah, no. I don't. Nope. I don't know if we can. Uh, we can't. We, we can't can talk about that, that one. Um, Puck Empery is doing some devious stuff. Um, <laughs> devious licks. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that trend. I. Someone the other day was just telling me about how someone at their school like stole like the stall doors and urinals, so they had like shut. They they had to like lock off all the bathrooms at their school because of that TikTok trend. The devious licks. Yeah. Oh dear. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, that was crazy times. Um, I guess we should get started. Blake Wheeler. Um. Crazy yeah, times. stripped of the captaincy. Uh, they're going with several alternates uh, in replacement. I can't remember who though. Let me let me double check my sources. 
Uh, I thought it was two or three. It was a collection of alternate captains. Uh, who else is it? I was just reading this article. Oh, it's... Is it just Shif- Wait. Shifley? There's got to be one more. Shifley, they they no. said there are a few. Um, I don't know if they released all the names yet. Did they? I mean, definitely Shifley, because he's he's been an alternate for a while, right? Yeah. Um, I really yeah, just looking at it. Um, oh, Morrissey is the other one. Currently, is the other one. Yeah. Um. So we'll see who who they add on to that. I I presume it'll be one or two more, right? Perhaps. I guess the other question is, do you give Blake Wheeler an alternate? I mean... Because it kind of would make sense too, right? It would, I don't feel like it... It doesn't quite make sense um, um, to, to take away the captaincy yet still give him that elevated role, right? If they're not happy with the direction of the leadership, why would they still keep him as a leader at that point? Just take so, away the captaincy, period. So... Uh, a big storyline because I was reading up on this earlier today. Uh, while that might be in play, that they're not um, like completely confident in that. I think some of it is to sort of restructure the team because obviously they're keeping him on the team, right? And he did also say, I'm trying to find the quote here. Um, yeah. Blake Wheeler says he still has plans to lead the team. A quote from him uh, in a previous press report probably a few days, weeks ago. um, He says, I'm really looking forward to watching a lot of the guys I've had the privilege of watching grow up and step into an expanded role. If you think that because of this, I'm just going to fade into the background and not be a leader on this team, you're sorely mistaken. So I think that removing the C on him is to more breed competition and help some of the younger guys get up and sort of take that role. Uh, but it's definitely interesting seeing seeing the captaincy strip. That doesn't that doesn't happen often. No, it doesn't. I think back to Joe Thornton getting the captaincy removed. Right, he had that happen to him. Um, yeah, he did. Yeah, I think it's... there were there were less than ten instances of this happening in the NHL. Uh, there's a whole like list. Uh, I, I don't remember who else, but it's not it's not a common occurrence for sure. No, um, and I'm not sure. If, I don't think it's an indictment of his character. Um, yeah, I think it's just the same way that a uh, coaching change happens when the team isn't doing so well. It's reshuffling the the brass in hopes of of maybe shifting the culture. I don't think yeah. the expectation is that. Like Wheeler shouldn't continue to be a mentor on the team. I just think perhaps they want to move away from his leadership um, to maybe ignite the team, give it a new spark, a new look. Um, yeah. A fresh And face. I mean, and from like sort of calling from our own experience as well, because I'm sure both of us have had experiences where we're playing on a team as like freshmen or, or something, and there's, you know, older guys are leading versus playing as the captain or as, you know, in a role of leadership. Definitely, when you when the captaincy is open, you definitely feel like you know your compete level is still pretty is is a little higher. I mean, obviously that's not the way it should be, but you know naturally I think we can't deny that fact that you know yeah if if the team already has a set captain, not that you shouldn't 
lead, but it's just naturally there's there's not there's no competition for it. It's already people set. compete for the captaincy when it's open, which exactly. can be a problem if the competition turns into who can give the better speech rather than just everyone collectively working to motivate each other and and, and grow as a team. Yeah, and I think it'll also give some of the younger guys, you know, a big big opportunity to grow. Certainly, certainly. Um, so that being said, kind of closing this little um, this little sort of section here, do you foresee the Jets making the playoffs this year? You know, I, I think about the Jets roster, um, and I I find it hard for hard to see them not fighting for a playoff spot. Um, obviously, Pierre Luc Dubois signing needs to happen soon but I, I think that'll that'll certainly happen um mm-hmm. and it's not as though they have some uncompetitive roster i mean you have kyle connor pure luke dubois cole perfetti ehlers shifley that's a tremendous top six you have adam lowry um uh jansen harkins mason appleton christian veseline and dominic tonato morgan Barron in the in the bottom six that's not bad obviously adam lowry's a stud um defensively they're not bad either brendan dylan neil pionk josh morrissey nate schmidt logan stanley and dylan demote like they have a competitive roster and you can't discount the fact that connor hellbuck's their their um their netminder so i don't know if i think of the of the central division the abs i hope we have a repeat um <laughs> obviously minnesota looks tremendous i think there's um, an argument i was reading there's a big argument to be made for nashville now i i don't remember who i think this was on one of the big nhl insiders was saying that nashville could be could finish second in the central to colorado i don't know about that that's but high that is high i mean i don't really foresee them beating out you know, other teams like Minnesota and perhaps maybe St. Louis. But, um, well, actually, they, I could see them beating St. Louis in the regular season I, standings. I see it this way. If I look at this um, this lineup, I, I think that I like, um, I don't know, it's two very similar um, makeups in terms of, in terms of lines for for Nashville and and um and uh, the Jets, um, yeah. what I like Nashville tremendously more is the the defense. That top four mm-hmm. of Yossi, Fabro, McDonough, Ekholm is unbelievable. Not yeah, to mention definitely. Carrier and and Lazan at the bottom and um, UC Saros, Kevin Lankin, and maybe it'll be uh, uh what's his name who was in the playoffs instead. Um, oh, uh, Connor Ingram. Connor Ingram, yeah, I mean, he might take over that second uh, role. Um, yeah, I think they're stronger than the Jets. Oh, I think but, so too. Yeah, but a fight between Nashville, the Jets, Dallas for those wild card positions certainly seems. I forgot Dallas existed. Yeah, those three for sure can fight for for those wild card positions. And I look at the Pacific, and it's like. Oilers, Calgary, and then the Kings and and uh, who is it? 
um, and Vegas are fighting. So I think it might go this year four and four for the West. So in that case, it's going to be a standoff between uh, those teams. I mean, let's be real. The West is... The West has gotten a lot more competitive, especially the Pacific. It has, yeah. No, the Pacific. I remember a few years ago was just, yeah, yeah it was terrible. It's definitely, it's definitely starting to get there. Last I think a lot years, of that's been a huge, huge difference. Yeah, and a lot of that is in part to just the young guys coming up, uh, especially in like LA and Anaheim. Yeah. Like notably, there's a lot Anaheim. of young talent there that is going to be pretty good. Anaheim will be competitive again this year. Um, at least oh you years. think so and not competitive in the playoff it's a, like be a playoff team but i see yeah. them as a team that can fight for 500 okay um, yeah no I, I i can i can get behind that yeah 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 i, I don't i don't foresee them making the playoffs but yeah no i can get behind that no but i could see them ending up for sure above san jose um oh yeah no i definitely <laughs> they can they i think they can certainly um have a uh, competitive season this year um, and actually put some pressure in the Pacific. So, yeah, I have no idea. In conclusion, I have no idea if the Jets make the playoffs. I think they could. It's not an outside chance. I think their defense needs help more than anything, but you never know. Yeah, so I'm I'm looking at the divisional teams here because I don't know why I'm blanking on this, but... Yeah, so, I mean, prediction-wise, yeah, I think Colorado's finishing first. Uh, it's tough. You know, obviously, Arizona, Chicago, they're out of the picture. They're, they're not making playoffs. Uh, you can't convince me. <laughs> um, but then behind Colorado, you've got five teams. You've got Dallas, Minnesota, Nashville, St. Louis, and Winnipeg. They're, those five teams, I mean, obviously, there is some – you know, gap between some of those better ones and some of the ones that are still a little unproven, but it's close, you know, of those five teams, you could pick any three and I could see it happening. Mm -hmm. You know, I I think Minnesota will probably make it. Um, I think they'll be second in the division. Yeah. That's my prediction as well. But I mean, you know, they could challenge for first. I don't, I, I don't have that much faith in them personally i i I don't (laughs) it's not it's not the roster that i see as competitive against colorado it's the style of play every year minnesota plays a style that no one else plays like i remember watching them come in and hose the capitals um yeah last year they just play that with an odd mix of speed physicality and strength but they don't play like a fast team if that makes sense they play a very Mm -hmm. grinded out but with speed. So yeah. it's, it's like the games feel somewhat slow and boring to watch when Kaprizov and Fiala and stuff aren't on the ice. Obviously Fiala's gone, but but they have talent. Like it's, it's, it's a very different style to everybody else in the league. Yeah. I know we did a section on them a few months back, and I remember one of the things, though, that we did say with Minnesota is they lack a true number one center. I mean, they Which have is, prospects for it now, so. Yeah, yeah. No, I, yeah, definitely in a few years. But, like, I think for them to be really competitive now, I just, I think that's one thing that I can't, that's one reason I can't really get behind them is just because they they don't have, you know, as much 
forward sort of not not depth because i think their forward depth is okay it's more sort of the top tier talent if that makes sense yeah i mean i feel like when we look at their top tier talent they have caprizov zuccarello um erickson Eck for sure the question marks are boldy yost greenway felino rossi hartman um and that pretty much rounds out their top their top nine and i can see all of those guys having big years in production they're a team that reminds me a lot of st louis the issue st louis has ryan o'reilly um Mm -hmm. i certainly think that um uh marco rossi or yeah could make a jump to be not a comparable player but to be like a a number one like a 1b center this year i just you know we have to wait we have to wait till to see them do it before Mm -hmm. we before we can just say yeah they have a 1c ready yeah and now with the subtraction of kevin fiala who do you see replacing him because that's the other thing he was a top six winger for them I think Boldy and, and Yost will turn it up this year. Boldy and Yost, okay. I also yeah, think Marco I mean, Rossi too. I think that trio will be legit. I think Yost is at the point where Colorado systems didn't fit him. I yeah. think like like Yost. I remember as a player, he does everything right, but he can't finish. He just couldn't finish mm-hmm. in Colorado, and it would be like draw the penalty, and that'd be like the most typical like Tyson Yost production move would be take it end to end and draw a penalty. Yeah. And it's like uh, useful, but not doesn't score that much. Yeah, um, I, I think, think my my. Or sorry, finish. No, I was just gonna say. I think with a new set of players around them, he could become closer to the forty point guy they wanted from him. Yeah, I, I think my main concern with their top six is, yes, I think Boldy and Rossi are eventually going to. Uh, you know, eventually going to develop, they're going to become great players. You know, we've seen, we've seen, you know, obviously their, their potential and they're drafted. And then now that we've seen them at played a little higher level, you know, we know that's where they're going. I just feel like it's a lot. Uh, it's a lot of weight that they have to carry being so young right now. Certainly. Which certainly is my is. only concern. Um, but I but, think they can I mean, do it. Yeah. I mean, we've seen it happen before and you know, if, yeah, if they can really step into that role and flourish through that, I think um, I think they'll definitely they'll have no problem going number two in the division. But um, and I'm not yeah. asking. Yeah, we're not asking them to play like seventy points, but all three. Oh of them. yeah. No, I'm. We're asking for don't be a mess defensively. Like be capable defensively of just like not not having a terrible goal differential, and then if that line can put up. 75 to 80 points combined i'm happy right like if each of those guys gets well we'll say 90 points if each of those guys could, can get 30 i each, think you could set the bar a little higher than the, 90 yeah i right, mean i there i feel like you could even go to say 120 to 150 even i mean because these are first round picks and That's while fair. it is while it is maybe unfair to expect them to get 40 or 50 point rookie seasons or soft. I can't remember. Well, is, the thing is, they're both are, rookies, right? Or basically, did one of, basically. Cause they've kind of played. They've had, they've but, had, I think Boldy's had yeah. like 10 games. And but if you take more. a look at some of the first round picks, especially from some of these previous drafts, you know, a 40 point rookie season is not, 
it's great uh but it's not like completely unreachable like it's it's definitely something that can be done well i say 40 points more for rossi i think that yeah Boldy could have 70 points i mean he had 39 in 47 this year so okay yeah so i mean i just it's, he's not a rookie i guess but but he's still fresh um yeah he's still young for sure yeah i i guess i'm setting the bar a little bit low there but yeah if 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 you could have 50 points from boldy 30 to 50 from rossi preferably with um with his high iq defensive plays and then yeah. yost is able to start scoring like passing he can do but if he can actually start putting puck into the back of the net I think that line will be serviceable because they don't need to be the best oh, second definitely. line out there. They they really win by committee. They have three lines in that top nine that can be effective. Yeah, and I, I think, especially with that line, like kind of to reiterate your point, yeah, as long as they're not a mess defensively is going to be the biggest thing because all three of those guys are young guys and we've seen their talent. The offense is going to come. Like it's, they're they're there's so much skill that they have, especially Rossi to me stands out the most. Mm. Um, they've got so much skill, So, you know, the, the points are going to come as long as they just, you know, make sure that they play a solid two way game and, you know, fit into the Minnesota system. Well, I think that's going to be the, the main thing for them. And yeah. And if Jost isn't working out Greenway and Felino can be moved up because those guys have great shots and, and do good work in front of the net. Yeah, so definitely. You could certainly go boldly Rossi Greenway Greenway goes and becomes that net front presence, heavy slap shot. Marco Rossi becomes the dishing player and Boldy mm-hmm. does a mix of everything. And then that line could be pretty, pretty great. Yeah, it could be. Um, and then Tyson Yost with Foligno and Erickson Eck could be just a, a defensive unit line. Um, and with Erickson Eck and Foligno being the offensive drivers, that could certainly work too. Um, yeah. So lots of potential so, out of Minnesota. Yeah. So moving on, uh, well, staying within the uh, the, the division. Um, I so if you follow our Instagram, uh, you'll see we posted something on our story one or two weeks ago. I can't remember. But uh, I just I just wanted to reiterate, Ahan predicted a signing that I think we should mention re- regarding the Colorado Avalanche. So I'll let you, I'll let you go over that. <laughs> go back one or two episodes. You'll hear me mention the name Evan Rodriguez, Sonny Milano. I, I, I remember like when I saw that news break before Han even mentioned it, I was like, oh, we just talked about this. I was like, yeah, this, uh, Ahan called this one. <laughs> I was like, I mean, Avs will sign Evan Rodriguez or Sonny Milano. It will happen. Right. Yeah. Guys who. Which. Yeah. Which Sonny Milano just today announced that he is on a well, not he he didn't announce, but um, was it the Flames? I think that had invited him to a PTO. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, moving to yeah. to Evan Rodriguez. Yeah. Great player. His um, production really came in spurts when he had to take over um top six roles he's a guy who can play up and down the lineup that's super helpful in colorado since we are basically made of glass um and uh he's a guy who can finish pretty well defensively solid understands playmaking understands passing um and i think last year 
his finishing since he found a touch for it. I, I don't think he's going to lose that touch. I think it's one of those things that he's now developed a scoring sense. Um, and I think the next two, three years, he'll probably spend in Colorado, probably put up 40 to 50 points, probably a mix of 20 goals, 30 assists, playing in the top six. And I think that he's going to be a very, very useful middle six winger. Um, and even if he yeah. goes 30 to 40 points, I don't mind. He's barely making any money compared to the rest of the team. 30, 40 points would be great production for someone on his contract. I think 40 to 50 is a, is a possibility because of the talent he's playing with. But yeah. And, but cert, and because of injuries and whatnot. But 30 to 40 would be like perfect. Mm-hmm. Like great. Like did your job. So yeah. Just predicted that. And uh, it's true. <laughs> I guess you can call me a wizard or something like that. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah, largely I agree with I don't have anything else to add. I think that covers it pretty well. Um, say, staying in the Western Conference for our last little, last little Western Conference thing uh, before we move over to the East, the San Jose Sharks. Thoughts on those new tarps? They're good. They're fine. Yeah. <laughs> they... I have no problem with them. I like them. Yeah. Uh, I I do think they look like an EA Sports franchise jersey because they're so teal. But I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just <laughs> I'm just pointing that out. <laughs> I don't mind like the all teal look. Like it's it's whatever. I actually think it makes them look a little more unique, which is good. Yeah. I mean, they're already were the only team to have teal, but. Like now that they're really running with it, I think it it's nice. Now they're really um, teal team six. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, I I think they look clean to me. Honestly, they look very similar to the Hurricanes jerseys, at least okay. with that bottom black and white striping that they have going on. Mm-hmm. That to me kind of just looks like a teal Hurricanes jersey. But to be honest, I have nothing against that. Any. I mean, maybe you know this about me, but my favorite color is teal, and I love the Hurricanes. So for me, seeing those jerseys was uh, was pretty neat. Uh, yeah, they might they might be close to to one of my personal favorite jerseys this season. Yeah, um, and I really like the wavy things that they have on the uh, on. I guess is it's just the the um the, like on the sleeves. Yeah, it, that's that, that's a that's a cool feature. I like how teams are. Impl- yeah, I like how teams are implementing that sort of like. I don't even know what it's called, like embossed. It's yeah, it's like embossed. that texture. Yeah, it's, like, it's cool. Um, San Jose has it on their alternate jerseys since they're in what's considered the tech corner of America or one of them. Yeah. Um, on their alternate jerseys, people always think, oh, they're so bland. Well, if you look between the armbands, everything actually looks like a microchip or some sort of digital yeah. patterning. And I think it's, they have it on the logo too. It's just hard it's to It's one see. of those things that you don't see on TV, but when you buy the jersey in person, it's like, oh, it really pops. Oh yeah, it certainly and pops it's, out. It's going to be a similar thing, I think, with these teal ones is they do go looking a little bland on the ice and on TV, but I'm sure seeing that in person with that those little details is going to really make it pop. Yeah, the players um, notice it. They notice the rubberized stuff on the San Jose jerseys. I've seen them in person, the old one. Yeah. They, you, can, you can tell. Yeah. So, yeah, sticking sticking with this theme of jerseys, now moving over to the East Actually, Coast. Can we hit one more thing? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. The, the pointless PTOs of Vertanen and Demers um, for the Oilers. Demers, I get. They want defensive additions. Vertanen's just... Like there's controversy. 
The I, guy's not yeah. even that good. So, I can't remember, honestly. It's been so long. Was he officially... What was the... The, the verdict? Did his trial ever reach a verdict? Uh, it was... It was found inconclusive. They basically cleared him of charges, but I think he has another lawsuit or civil liability yeah. lawsuit. Because I thought I remember seeing that it was cleared, but then I was like, "There's still." Then more I there. saw again that there was like, "Oh, his trial scheduled again." Like, um, it's yeah. I think unless he is can one hundred percent be like completely dismissed of any charges, I just. I don't think it's a good look for teams to to try and sign him right now. I just I don't think that is a good look for your franchise. And yeah, to your point, I mean he's he's not that great. Like it's not. He struggled in the KHL last season. Like, <clears throat> yeah, I mean. I mean, I guess he could provide bottom six talent, but like I don't think he's that unbelievable. And to be frank, those types of cases, you need so many witnesses and alibis and whatnot and all yeah. kinds of information. Uh, to actually successfully prove those cases. So I just don't trust. I don't trust those verdicts very often. Um, yeah. And that's what I have friends of mine who are females who uh, who who are in the female audience of hockey, and they always express to me that, like, they don't, they can't believe men in any of those situations ever. It's sort of like, nope. Yeah. Um, definitely happens. And so. the other thing that the Oilers, was it, it was the Oilers that signed him to a PTO, right? Yeah, PTO, him to PTO. Yeah. The other thing I don't understand is, are the Oilers basically saying there's not a single guy in the entire league or within the free agency sort of uh, pile that can do something similar for around the same cost? Because, I mean, you're going to, even if you do, even if he does make the team on the PTO and they sign him, it's probably going to be, what, league minimum, maybe a million. I mean, I just... You could find an uh, I feel like there's yeah, I feel like there's gotta be someone else who can do the same job, if not even a little better for yeah. around the same price. Co- well, so I, get college players to do it, like there's I yeah, don't know. it I seems just, like a bad, I, bad decision. Yeah, I don't I don't agree with that. So um, jerseys, you want to talk about yeah, yeah um, you <laughs> I think you probably know what I'm gonna talk about. Um yeah, the uh, the hurricanes. 25th anniversary and they released a throwback jersey uh for their original jerseys uh i just want to before i go into that specific jersey uh we are spoiled this year uh we have 25th anniversary season new jersey uh i can't remember the whole thing if the nhl is doing another reverse retro but if all teams are joining in on that again uh the hurricanes still have two more jerseys to release actually Uh, wait a minute you said, did you call this jersey? That they were going to... You said that you really wanted, maybe it was on FaceTime or on text or something, but you had mentioned that you wanted a silver line jersey like they did I, with the cup run. I don't remember if I like officially said, oh, the Hurricanes are going to do this, but I definitely had thought you, that they you mentioned it to me. I don't yeah. remember what platform it was on, whether it was yeah, a podcast or something. Because... For me, and I think a lot of Hurricanes fans will agree with me, the original jerseys are the best-looking ones. Now, I'm a little bit biased, I'll say, because my favorite jerseys are actually the ones with the um, – uh, what's the what's the term? The piping, the silver piping. 
which those were uh, introduced with the Reebok jerseys. If you look them up, the original Hurricanes jerseys versus the Reebok ones are not the same. They're well, they're mostly the same, but they're they're a little different. And so for me, I always remember the Reebok ones because that's kind of what I grew up with. So those ones are my personal favorite. But uh, I think the piping is just doesn't look good on the Adidas cut, uh, with the exception of maybe the Capitals, because it's kind of in their jersey already. It's been like a staple of it. Um, yeah. I just I don't the piping I don't think would have worked. So I'm plenty happy with this. Um, I'm going to be buying one of these two jerseys, be it this one or the Stadium Series one this year. Um, probably, I mean, probably lean towards the Stadium Series one, depending on how that looks. Um, it's going to look so good. I, I not, already know it's going to be unreal. Well, I was not a huge fan of the leaked one they had for last year, actually, because there was a leaked jersey. Uh, it seemed to be fairly legit. Now I, I kind of hope they went back to the drawing board because I I mean it was it was solid for reference if you haven't seen it. It basically looks like the um those blackout jerseys that the penguins and flyers did. It's, a it's essentially jersey, that. Dude. yeah, that's what I'm saying. I was not huge on it. Um personally, if it were me, I would take over this whole silver thing that they're doing with the 25th anniversary. Mm-hmm. make a silver jersey it's a stadium series game you can do whatever you want i mean heck go with the silver helmets that like la had i mean for me i think when it comes to winter classic jerseys those ones that's where you show heritage you know that's what you should do for those but for the stadium series that's where you go unique go with a bold design go with something that the nhl hasn't seen before yeah because like at the end of the day they, yeah. Did, yeah like as as unpopular as maybe those la jerseys were the as ones i think were generally pretty no, much people just like the ass ones okay I liked them, yeah but, but people just like them for me especially you know I'm, I'm a pretty big like creative guy i like seeing something new on a jersey so the stadium series it's one game go nuts with it canes i want to i want to see something cool <laughs> you know what i wish they did i wish they had the stadium series um in charlotte yeah at bank I mean, of america stadium bank of america would be would be dope but i mean the other thing too is carter finley is not bad i mean it's on a college campus so you're going to get a lot of people out uh i am planning to actually fly back for it uh so that'll be a then, lot of fun for winter break it, well it's unfortunately it's like um is it february it's february 18th so oh. it's right between yeah. winter break and spring break so i will have to fly back on like a non non-break weekend but it is yeah. on a saturday so i will be able to do it uh yeah. but yeah it's gonna be fun uh circling i got a little off topic circling back to the the anniversary jerseys yeah i i couldn't be more happy with the way those turned out i think it looks really clean um i do appreciate how they went back to the old numbers and letters they weren't the most popular with everyone i know a lot of people said that they kind of look like race car numbers um like it, it had a very like nascar e sort of theme to it the font did but i mean for me it's the nostalgia of it so you know i'm, I'm a little biased <laughs> yeah i wasn't sure whether you'd like the weird band that they're doing underneath the back um with the flags like how it bends down and goes back up but to be honest i really sorry playing, where like if you look at the back of the jersey um it bends down it's like that dip thingy. Um, 
in the uh, hurricane flags. Um, oh, I think that's just the way that. No, like, no, they said they said that, that was like a specific change they made, but I think on the ice it it, oh, it doesn't really? matter. Like like you won't you won't be able to. I think it looks fine. Oh okay. I think some of that, if I remember correctly, because um, I I feel like I remember kind of just looking like that always. I think they but I think they I made remember. that adjustment um recently, but in the 0506 it was straight. Um, oh okay. So I was like, it's probably not gonna matter. Yeah, I don't. I don't think really you'll that'll be seen too much. But yeah, that is interesting. I I didn't realize that that was like an intentional thing. I thought it. I honestly thought it was just the way that the model was wearing the jersey. Um, no, and then uh, yeah, I guess we can quickly touch on NHL ratings. Yeah, this honestly, I will admit, is not something I study too much. Um, no, but, let's put it this way: I was fine with it for the first time. I was like, yeah, fine. Yeah, <clears throat> I didn't. I didn't really have much of an issue. Uh, one thing I also saw with the new NHL game, because we were just talking about this in the last episode, how they like didn't change some things. I will say, I like the new uh, the new faces that they've got. Did you see the new faces that they they did? Yeah, they continue to work on them from last game, and also which the... I actually think these ones look pretty good. Yeah, they, uh, last year was much better, and this year's good. Yeah, um, like. I can look at those players and be like, okay, yeah, that's Crosby. That's Matthews. Like it, we don't have the issue we had in previous games where it was just unrecognizable. Yeah. Um, definitely also new cup celebration interactivity, big, big ups to that. Um, <laughs> just Durkin doing the gritty. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'll quickly run through this top left wingers, Jonathan Huberdo tied Artemi Panarin and Ovechkin at 92. Marshan Kaprizov tied at 91. Gaudreau, Kachuk, Kyle Connor tied at 90. Gabriel Landeskog, Forsberg tied at 89. I like fine. Totally fine. Yeah. Um, right wingers, Patrick Kane at 93. Kucherov at 92. Miko Ranson at 91. Pasta, 91. Marner, 90. Debrink at 89. Mark Stone, 89. Spetch, 88. Tarasenko, 88. Cairo, 87. Once again, like whatever. Totally fine. I guess Kane might be high for some people. You could make him a 91. I don't care. Um, so do you have any thoughts? Yeah, no, I, I like those ratings. I have no issue with it. Um, but yeah, um, with that, I guess we'll just close. Thanks for listening. guys. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Thank we'll, you for we'll listening. All right. We're out.